What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of the Hey Man podcast. I'm your host, Adam Shmeem. I hope everyone is having a good day. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Thanksgiving break coming up, so I hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgivings. And today, I have a brand new guest on the show, um, someone who's a good friend of mine, someone who basically, lucky enough for me, loves all the sport, all of the same sports teams that I do. So here is Brian Michelle. Uh, Brian, uh, introduce yourself to everyone. What is up? Thank you for having me on the podcast, man. Hey, no problem, man. So, I mean, we could pretty much talk about anything sports-related. The first thing I want to talk about is um, the unfortunate uh, injury that Joe Burrow suffered yesterday, man. That was just that was just terrible, you know? Like, um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, that, that was gruesome. It says, like, he tore his ACL, his MCL, and more knee damage so I don't know if he's going to be the same as he was this year yeah and it's just the fact is you know it's kind of just it's so unfortunate because we all know how much of a amazing college career he had that year at LSU was insane and then Mm -hmm. you know it gets to the NFL and and then he just man I mean I mean I remember earlier I was watching like a little bit of that game and earlier that game he took like a massive hit from Chase Young, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, something bad's about to happen." And then he gets sacked, his knee just gets destroyed, and and he tweets out, "You know, see you next year." So we we knew it was going to be bad, and and we got some more news today. It was ACL, MCL. So honestly, I feel bad for him because he he had he was off to a really good start to the season. Yeah, he was putting up really good numbers for them and the Bengals, even though their record doesn't show it. He was playing well, like he was top three rookie of the year candidates. I definitely say him and Justin Herbert were the two guys who I would say would win offensive rookie of the year. Um, but you know, it's it's just uh, kind of just shows you that this this year twenty twenty has just been absolutely terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, with all the injuries this year to NFL players. I mean. Obviously, COVID. I mean, there's so much to talk about with this year, man. So, honestly, just looking forward to next year. Can't come soon enough. Yeah. Um, honestly. Um, so, yeah, let's also talk about uh, the New York Giants. Obviously, me and you both big New York Giants fans. And our division is just so bad. Not it. It is not it this year. Yeah. And it's just – it's honestly just like – I mean, I feel like it's just classic 2020, like I've been saying. And, you know, it's just – like, I've never seen a division this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Each team with only three wins. Yeah, and I mean, it just – every every team in the division, like – and it's kind of crazy to, to think that, like, you can win a division with a losing record and still – Have a home playoff play. game. Yeah, exactly. So – and, like, the winner of the NFC East is going to be the four seed in the playoffs. So, I mean, they're <laughs> going to be – so whoever, whoever wins the NFC East – um, we'll have to face like a insane wild card team. So I mean, it's just uh, I mean you never really know. Now, the Giants are winners of three straight games. So we beat the Redskins, or actually no, we're winners of two straight games. So we beat the Redskins two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and then we beat we just beat the Eagles. That was the best win of the season. Yes, for sure. And now we have the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously they're going to be without Joe Burrow. But that but, 
if if they lose that game, I I'll be embarrassed as a Giants fan. They should take that game, even though it's yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah, and I mean, like their their backup quarterback, he didn't really look that good. I I just it's just with the with the Giants, I feel like we're the type of team to let like a backup quarterback, like get at us. Yeah, so you have to be careful. I feel like this game, if we win this game, I feel like. We're right back in the we're right back in the mix. We just have to keep winning games, but then we also have, um, you know, a lot of tough opponents. We have the Seahawks, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Ravens. Um, That's gonna be tough. Yeah. I it's just I think the Giants could finish the season three and three in these next six games. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of honestly how Daniel Jones plays. Now Daniel Jones has just been like. Sometimes you're thinking so highly of him. Like, I remember after his NFL debut, 336 yards, four total touchdowns. Like, I was just thinking of him like, like this this, this guy might put us in the right direction. And then you look at games like the Tampa game this year where he had those two terrible interceptions. You think about the you know, Pittsburgh just, game too. The Pittsburgh game. Like, any game where he has an interception, like, that's when you start to think, oh, maybe he's not a franchise franchise quarterbacks you know it kind of makes you it makes you think a lot you know yeah and going back to that Pittsburgh game they had that 19 play 92 yard drive capped off with a pick at the goal line which really knocked the Giants out of the game now it's just been I feel like with with Daniel Jones I feel like a lot of his wins come from the play of our defense and I think the defense is kind of what's been keeping us alive now like the defense is gonna allow like seventeen, twenty points per game, like like but I feel like they just they they'll force a field goal, they'll they'll make it manageable for the offense. Mm-hmm. Um I really like the play of, you know, Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez, James Bradbury. Bradbury, lockdown. You got Logan Ryan as well. Jabril Pepper's always been, you know, a real mm-hmm. one. The pass rush, you got Dexter Lawrence getting in there. Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson, all these guys. And then the Giants are going to get Xavier McKinney back for next week. So that should be a huge upgrade. O'Shane Zimnes yeah, as well. Yeah, I was just going to mention, yeah, they're getting them back. Hopefully McKinney yeah. shines in his debut. I, I'm surprised that the Giants got him early second round. I thought he was a guaranteed first-round pick. Yeah, and, I, and I'm watching his highlights. You know, he's just he's, – he can hit people in the open field. He can – make plays. I mean, I feel like he's just going to go well with Jabril Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, his defense is only getting better. And then, obviously, not to mention the fact that the Giants have probably the best kicker in the NFL right now. Graham yeah, Gano. Graham Gano has been unbelievable for the Giants this year. He's really kept them in all these games. Yeah, because, like, a lot of people don't realize that, like, kickers, like, they keep these teams in games. Like, you, you like, like, people win games just by field goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of just... Mm-hmm. It's wild that these like skinny white guys can can help help teams win games and and separate contenders from from non contenders. But Graham Gano signed to an extension, then he got COVID. I'm pretty sure he's gonna come back, but it's uh it's been pretty good. I like Graham Gano. He's a good kicker. Yeah, I like I like Gano. Obviously, last year we had Aldrich Rosas, and then he got arrested. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just uh you know. I'm just hoping that Graham Gano can uh, can be reliable for us in the near future. So then, I mean, 
if the Giants make the playoffs, I'm going to be like, we don't even have to win a Super Bowl. Like, making the playoffs is just like it's a huge you know? step in the it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, and especially like with like the way this franchise has been going. I mean, like top ten picks uh, like the past few years, and like making the playoffs is just like it means a lot to the fans. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. us Giants, like. It's kind of just boring. Well, not boring, but I'd, I'd say it's kind of just just doesn't feel right watching, uh, you know, the playoffs when the Giants are in it. I remember the year 2017, like, every part of our team was so good that year. Yeah, um, the connection between Odell and Eli Manning. Yeah, and I mean, every everybody was, like, everybody was connecting. The defense was playing well. We were 11-5. and five. We fortunately lost to the Packers, but, like, you know, I thought I thought after that year, you know, it would lead to more playoff appearance, but but then it's just been go- going downhill. But now, now is our chance. I feel like now is our chance. We have to take advantage of this, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be something special. I feel like this year, I just, I just don't know. And and the fact that like we play with no like Giants fans would just be through like, the roof if they had a home playoff game. Yeah, and like. If you think about it, the Giants have only had one home playoff game. I was 2011, the first ever playoff game in MetLife Stadium, and we won that game. But then, you know, it's kind of just like like a stadium like MetLife Stadium with 82,000 people, like for a playoff game, like just can't even imagine it. Yeah, and it, it, if they do make the playoffs, it's going to hurt without Saquon. So their whole running game is going to be through Daniel Jones, who's shown some ups and downs in the running game. Yeah. I say I say the read option for sure has been working. Yes, because I they don't expect Daniel Jones to run, but we all remember that that eighty yard run with the trip and then thirty four yard rushing touchdown against the Eagles. I mean, it's just it's just like he he's he's got that sneaky speed, and I feel like we can definitely use that to our advantage. Yeah, they gotta um, incorporate that more into their playbook. Like it's been working when they've been using it. Yeah, and let's talk about let's talk about Wayne Gallman for a second. Wayne Gallman has been the 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 guy the touchdown machine basically for the Giants. I mean the way he runs it is just straight down the middle. He fits Joe Judge's system mm-hmm. and I think cuz he's in his last year of his contract, I think the Giants need to re-sign him cuz he could be a perfect backup to you know Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's he's been performing really well, especially with Devontae Freeman going down with his ankle injury. So yeah. He's been really Devontae yeah. Devontae Freeman wasn't even doing bad for the Giants. So I feel like that running back depth, also Alfred Morris, shout out to him. He's been getting good mm-hmm. runs as well. Um, but yeah, just like you know what to do when you're at the one yard line. You just hand it off to Wing Gallman. He'll get into the end zone. So I mean, I think the Giants definitely need to re sign him. So, you know, there's a lot of bright spots. Um, I think something of a negative spot, I would say, is, is just, um, I mean, I think Evan Ingram. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's been terrible, but he's just been. He hasn't been as yeah, good as I thought. Like the drop he had in Philly on that third down, which would have sealed the game. That that's an easy one that they should have had. He yeah, yeah. he just hasn't been really all that. Yeah, and he's been healthy too. Say, like, yeah, I would just say he's just inconsistent because there have been games where he makes like great plays, he runs like run after catch, all that stuff. And then also, um, you have the games where he leads like the NFL in drops. You know, you never really know with him. I just hope he can get his confidence back. You know, because we'll we'll really need him 
throughout like throughout the rest the of the year, year, yeah. And then I really don't see a point in Golden Tate. It's just like he's, he, he's been decent though. Like he, he's coming up with the big time plays when the Giants really need it. Yeah, yeah I'd say I'd say because because Daniel Jones' number one target is Darius Slayton, yes. but I would say like it's just with gold with Golden Tate, it's like then he. And then he kind of he gets benched against Washington, and he kind of says, "Throw me the ball," which I can't blame him. I think Daniel Jones needs to throw him the ball more, but it's kind of just like, you know, I feel like I feel like the Giants could use him, but I don't just I just don't think he fits the system. Yeah, he's very but, selfish. Yeah, and like his wife came out with like, you know, it's hard to watch games when they're not throwing him the ball and all this stuff. And, and you know, Joe Judge, you know, he's all about discipline. You know, he doesn't need that. So I feel like I feel like. You know, when he it was we signed him like a few days after the Odell trade, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be that number one guy. But then you know he hasn't really been the number one guy. Um, obviously he needs to get thrown the ball more, but also just he needs to kind of play his role. You know, I think he's just like a veteran guy. Yeah, he just needs to be the like the hype man of the team. But yeah, as you said, the veteran like teaching like slate young guys like Slayton, Engram and Shepard what to do really in times where they don't know yeah. what to do. And he just needs to just just needs to play like if the ball is coming your way, just try and make the play, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, we're not expecting the bet like too much from Tate, you know what I'm saying? And then we could have traded him. Um and I I would have been fine with that if we did that honestly. But yeah, so hopefully guys the New York Giants can uh can really just make this year a lot better for all of us. So we got that. And now we need to talk about NBA free agency, lots of moves like everywhere. Um, We'll start off with like, obviously our Knicks. Um, And we draft Obi Toppin um, who went to high school in Westchester. So he's a local kid. And what do you think about that pick? I love that pick. I love they were gonna they were saying that they were gonna trade up for him at like four or five and then he just dropped down to the Knicks at eight and I, I really love that pick. I think he's gonna fit well into the Knicks system. And I think what the Knicks are gonna do, I think they're gonna trade away Randall and other like pieces to try and get Westbrook. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping happens. The with Westbrook, you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be He's the guy who has the big contract, but like, you know, he had that historic triple double season, the MVP season, and someone like that, I feel like can really bring like excitement back to the Knicks because, you know, I was watching a lot of games. Like sometimes I just got crazy bored, so I was watching, you know, the Knicks play, and it just looked pathetic on offense because number one, the Knicks were so slow on offense, and the number two was just Julius Randle yeah. turning the ball over. It was just hard. Yeah, he thinks that. It's everything's going to be run through him when not necessarily it's going to be. I think I think the Knicks were trying to run it through RJ and Mitch more towards the end of the year before it got cut short, obviously, and it was working well. Like they were winning games towards like the later half of the season, but Julius Randle is just a kryptonite to the team. It's just like the signing with Julius Randle because we all know the Knicks had so much cap space last year. You know the Knicks were trying to get. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, that didn't happen. So, you know, the Knicks thought, like, oh, like, this guy averaged 19 points, 10 rebounds per game on the Pelicans. Like, 
he'll probably, you know, do that for us. So we offered him the three-year, $60 million deal. So we're basically playing – well, now he's putting up the stats, but it's just so, like, inefficient. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's just, like – it's just, like, I, I'm surprised the Knicks haven't put him in trade talks because – you think about the Knicks, like we the Knicks have so much like cap space, and we can get so much more if we get rid of his like contract. Yeah, they said that, like right now they have like thirty mil left in cap space per year, which is unbelievable. Yeah, and you know we're signing these guys to one year deals. We're signing Alec Burks, who was actually nice with the Sixers. We signed him to one year deal. We signed Noel to one year deal. I hope that he's Mitchell Robinson's backup. Um, he would be good to teach Mitchell Robinson, you know, like offensive games, stuff like that. And then also signed Austin Rivers to a three-year $10 million deal, I believe. Uh, what do you think about that signing? I like that signing a lot because he did play with Westbrook in Houston. So maybe they try to trade Natila Kina, Randall, and future picks for Westbrook. And then they already yeah. have, like, that connection from back in Houston. Yeah, I actually – I actually think it's good because the Knicks have a guy who can, who can be like a, he, he can shoot the ball and he's a good scorer. So I feel like if we can, maybe we can put him into that starting role and then we have RJ Barrett, then we have Obi, and then, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Julius Randle and then Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. It's just like the Knicks obviously aren't going to win a championship overnight, but it's just like moves that, because Leon Rose, you know, he, he was hired to really, like, get the right players. And now, you know, time to just plan for the future, obviously stack up on the draft picks. And, you know, it's it's going to be it's gonna be pretty wild to see, you know, how the Knicks, you know. I, I feel like it's just with, the, with New York, obviously, like, it's New York. Like, that's, like, where – when I think New York, I think basketball. You know, there's so many courts everywhere. It's a big market, all this. Mm-hmm. But people are going to want to come to Brooklyn now, you know, because, yeah. like, the way they The way they've been rebuilding with the signings of yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and now they have Steve Nash as their coach. I mean, like, Steve Nash is a basketball mind. Now, Thibodeau, obviously, I like Thibodeau. But, I also, but Steve Nash is just, like, a basketball mind. Yeah. You know, he knows how to He knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. I think he's so, going to develop Kyrie into the point guard that he needs to be to take the Nets to a championship. Because I feel like Kyrie also can be like a floor general. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he can be passed to. He's, he has so many options to pass to. I feel like his assist numbers have been a little bit down. I feel like he can just increase that. Obviously, like the Nets have so many good offensive players. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to be an exciting team to watch. They're going to compete. They could probably make the NBA Finals, um, and I just, I just, I just don't know, man. Because it's like at one point the Knicks were better than the Nets because I remember the 2013 year when they had Prime Mello, they had Stoudemire, you know, Jason Kidd, Stumper, all those players. I remember we were beating the Nets like every day. Yeah, but that now, team was fun to watch. But now the Nets are just. Now they're the kings of New York. Now you're going to go to Barclays Center instead of Madison Square Garden. So it's going to be, you know, the Knicks have to take back New York somehow. And the only way we can do that is by building the team, developing, building through the draft. We just need to win. You know, it's been so frustrating for the Knicks fans having been making the playoffs in seven years. I mean, 
We, you know, we, we want something, you know? Yeah, we want a little bit of hope in these next coming years. We want to see RJ develop more, which I think with RJ, I think his free throw needs to get much better. And yeah. I think he can improve his three a little bit. Yeah. And I also think that, like, now, obviously, we have these players that are super underwhelming, like Kevin Knox, uh, Frank Nilakina, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, and, and that's a perfect package for another team because I feel like in our system and the way we use them, like, I just don't think that they're right for the team. And we can free up a lot of money too. So, I mean, you just got to you gotta be smart if you're – if you're the Knicks. Yeah, I I really don't like Kevin Knox. I really I liked him when he was coming out of college. I thought it was a good draft pick, but he just hasn't been putting up the numbers that we all thought he was going to. I I kind of like yeah. uh, Natila Kino though. I like his defense. He's he's like a yeah. Pest. He has great. Yeah, but Dennis Smith Jr. Clearly, he's just a dunker. Really. Yeah, he doesn't get minutes on the Knicks, so I think he he's just a trade asset. Yeah, and. And it's just, you know, it's all about freeing up money, offering it to the big free agents. And now, you know, we just, uh, it's all about, it's all about building for the future. And if you want to build a good basketball team, you have to create a culture. And then what I want the Knicks culture to be, I want them to be, you know, a hardworking team, a team that's going to compete, um, a team that, now the Knicks don't necessarily have to be an exciting team to watch, but they just need to compete. They just need to show that they they want to win. You know, yeah. Put it all. As long as they're not losing games by like thirty and forty, like on the regular basis, yeah. I'll be happy with that. It's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, so now let's talk about uh something that's about to come up. Uh, well, something that is coming up. College basketball is coming back and. You know, it's now, – now, talk to me about how you were feeling when you found out that March Madness was getting canceled. Oh, I, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing because, like, I was outside. I was shooting hoops, and I was, like, scrolling through my Instagram feed. There's like, oh, rumors March Madness might close or, like, not happen. And, and then I finally got the alert from CBS Sports. It was, like, March Madness officially canceled. I was, like, devastated. Yeah, and it's just, like, March Madness is, like, it's something that, like, brings the whole country together because, like, it's just, it's one of the most fun things ever to just, like, do brackets, like, with Mm -hmm. your friends. And, like, when, like, it's just, like, I'll never, like, I always remember just being at school and, like, there would be, like, the first round games would all be, like, happening at once. So, like, you'd have, like, the March Madness website pulled up, you'd have all the games um you know if the obviously the internet was wasn't blocked but you know it's um you know just stuff like that and i feel like it, and like march madness like like the ncaa like lost so much money by canceling march madness yeah, you know but they, they had no other choice yeah and well i i heard that the uh, the guy the president of the ncaa he said that they could have they were thinking about going through with like because at first they said no fans um, for March Madness, which, like, I was pretty pissed about at first, but I was like, okay, like, at least the tournament's still gonna happen, and then, like, he, and then he, he apparently said that they would have gone on with the no fans plan if Rudy Gobert didn't test positive for the virus, and, like, but, like, yeah, you never really know, Mm -hmm. and, like, testing was at the time, so it's kind of just, 
it's kind of just unfortunate that that happened. Um, but now we waited this long. It's coming back. Uh, I'm very excited, honestly. And and this this Big Ten conference is a conference that is very very dangerous. It's got a lot of a lot of good players. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I really like how the Big Ten is looking. Yeah, you got like Illinois coming back with all the returning players. They're ranked high. You got Wisconsin ranked high, and then Iowa, Iowa with yeah, the, they're ranked what fifth. Yeah, with like the national player of the year candidate Luca Garza, who's been so dominant. And um, then you obviously have teams like Michigan State in there. You got Michigan, Rutgers, Ohio State. Like all of these teams can compete. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's gonna be, mm-hmm. it's gonna be with like. I'm pretty sure, like last year, the whole like the whole Big Ten conference had a winning record, and then now it's gonna be like the whole like there's not gonna be obviously like the the atmosphere, but it's just gonna leave everything wide open. And that and then they said that March Madness is gonna be in like a, a bubble setting Indianapolis. And for me, I just don't think that's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Because like how like you have to. You put 68 college teams in one city, so that means, like, testing is going to have to increase in big numbers. And, you know, you never know, like, if the virus is going to spread, but it's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Like, the NBA bubble worked. Yeah, but but there weren't that many teams. Who's um, your early, like, prediction to win the tournament? So, for me – I really like how this um, Gonzaga team is looking because this Gonzaga team has a lot of returning players. They have uh, preseason all. They have Jalen Suggs, who went to the same high school as Chet Holmgren, who um, he hasn't committed yet, but uh, I'm hoping that he commits to Michigan because that would just be a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. But they have Jalen Suggs. They have Andrew Nemhard, who just transferred from Florida. They have. Um, I believe Corey Kispert, who is coming back. They have a lot of returning players. They always have experience. They're a national championship contender always. Um, you also look at teams like Virginia. They have a good freshman class coming in. They have uh, Sam Hauser, who just transferred from Marquette. He's going to be a big help for them. They also have them. Kentucky, my team, coming in with the recruiting class, coming in with Olivier Saar, transferred from Wake Forest. They're going to be competing. So I think there's no really like a there's no really like set team, um, really to win it all. So I think it's gonna be like wide open. And the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was when when Zion was in college. Like, how are you feeling about him? Like, did you believe the hype? Like when you saw all these highlights, how'd you feel? Well, are you like saying like coming like out of high school into college or college into the NBA? Like. Kind of like both. Uh, and when he was in high school, I remember I was watching his highlights uh, daily, trying to like recreate them on like a mini hoop or something. Like I, I, I was really surprised though when he committed to Duke. I thought he was gonna go to Clemson because it's like home state, but yeah. he really proved to everyone that he was the real deal, and that he's gonna be the number one pick. Yeah. And, and, okay, last thing, last final thing, um, college football, now, it's just been, um, it's been, you know, a lot of, a lot of different teams, you got, like, North Carolina, you got 
um, Liberty, you got like all these other teams. Um, the Pac-12 just started, so you know their teams are competing. But I know, I know the Michigan Wolverines. I have not been. it this year. This is very embarrassing. The loss and for Penn too. Yeah, it's the loss to Michigan State was horrible. The blowout loss to Wisconsin last week, not good. And third, we went to three overtimes with Rutgers this week. Just not looking too good. Jim Harbaugh might have to go. Yeah, he. I think when they brought him in, they thought like they're going to be national championship contenders because you know at one point you know he he was playing for a Super Bowl, but now it's just Michigan's gone down the drain, and it's like you look you used to look forward to Michigan versus Ohio State, but like now you know how the yeah all all I know though is for next year we have a commit JJ McCarthy coming in from IMG quarterback. I'm very excited to see how he plays. And how what Harbaugh does with him? Yeah, and I just I just hope that like they they used to be one of the the greatest programs like of all time. Yeah. They had players like Charles Woodson, Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard. Yeah, they had Brady, just, but Brady wasn't. Yeah, the, yeah. really new. Now nah, they had this one guy, um, Denard Robinson. Mm-hmm. He was the we've seen him. We've seen the YouTube videos of him. Like he he never tied his shoes, and like he was, he was like the Lamar Jackson of Michigan. Like he was the guy, and you know, it's it's like it, it may be an off year now, but you just gotta. And that's the beauty of recruiting: you recruit these players, and they'll help you in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So that's gonna do it. Thank you so much, Brian, for being. Hey, thank on. you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. You can come back anytime, of course, and. Yeah, like I said, hope you guys uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hope everyone stays safe. Um, And yeah, 